All right, it's November 22nd, which means it's time for the Daily Spinner Rack. I'm Dan, regular host of the Comic Book Pit Podcast, here to talk about a random comic book from my collection. And today's pick is Avengers 192, Marvel Comics, published February 1980, 32 pages with a cover price of 40 cents, with a great George Perez and Joe Sinnott cover, and it says on the cover, Peril in Pittsburgh, which, of course, as a local Pittsburgher, been a Pittsburgher almost my entire life, this is pretty uh, a pretty special issue for me. So, the creative team for this issue, written by David Michelini, penciled by Arvel Jones, inked by Ricardo Villamonte, colored by Ben Sean, lettered by Diana Albers, and edited by Jim Salakrup. And the title of this issue is Steel City Nightmare. So the issue opens up with Tony Stark and Simon Williams visiting the Peretta Steel Mill in Pittsburgh. Doesn't exist. That's okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to do this throughout the entire episode. Like, that wasn't right. That's not in Pittsburgh. Pittsburghers wouldn't act like that. Pittsburghers wouldn't talk like that. I'll try to keep the commentary about Pittsburgh down to a minimum. Anyways, Stark is thinking about buying it, and since Simon apparently used to own it before he lost all his money and became Wonder Man, Tony invited Simon along as a consultant. While they're getting a tour of the mill, a mill worker named Joseph Conroy is reminiscing with a bunch of other guys about when Thor mended his hammer at that same still mill back in Journey into Mystery number 120. He actually carries around a a chip of Uru metal on a on his on his keychain. <laughs> That's why yeah he starts up his '73 Chevelle with a piece of Thor's hammer. It's very special. He carries so he carries a chip of uh, Thor's hammer around with him on a keychain. And while he's you know telling his story, another worker threatens him, uh, or you know very very casually threatens him. It's not very overt. It's, you know, but it's a a threat for unknown reasons. We're not sure what's going on. Uh, Joe nervously makes an excuse to leave so he can get Wonder Man's autograph for his daughter. A little while later, Joe is walking with said autograph, thinking about how great it is, when the same guy who threatened Joe earlier knocks him over a railing and into an electric furnace. So much for that autograph. The action causes the furnace to tip over and unleashes a flood of molten metal into the mill. Tony starts to run off to change to Iron Man, but we're still in the era, and I forgot about this. It seems so alien these days. But this was an era where other heroes didn't know about Tony being Iron Man. They, everyone thought that they were, you know, Iron Man was Tony's bodyguard. No, uh, no other heroes except maybe Cap, but I still feel like at this time Cap didn't even know that Tony was Iron Man. So Tony grabs his briefcase to start to change to to run somewhere for some privacy to change into Iron Man, but Simon, again not being aware that Tony is carrying his own armor with him, grabs his briefcase and hurls it at the switch, which would stop more metal from being released. And Tony's like, my armor, or he thinks it, my armor. 
Wonder Man then leaps down and bends some I-beams to form a barrier to stop the current flow of molten metal. Another worker who was trying to escape got his foot caught in a groove in a stamp press and is injured. He can't get out. The press is slowly closing down on him, so Wonder Man leaps in and strains to keep it open. Tony Stark comes in and hauls the guy out, but Simon can't leap clear because his actions have caused the press to strip its threads, and if he lets go, it's going to snap shut on him. So Tony grabs Simon by the by the collar and yanks him out in one swift movement, and the press slams down. Meanwhile, back in New York, a man approaches the door of Avengers Mansion and <laughs> inserts a credit card in what looks to be a key card slot. Avengers Mansion does not take MasterCard, so the security system thinks that the guy's a threat, doesn't recognize the MasterCard as a valid Avengers ID, and snares him with these metal tentacles and a net and points many guns at him. The Beast and government liaison Henry Guyrich open the door and they find it, it's just a neighbor who came down the, uh, came down the street to ask the Avengers to stop his... Uh, to stop another neighbor from playing loud music at all hours. And, you know, Cap, Captain America, he's nice about it because he's Captain America. Gyrich is less nice about it. But they explain that the team doesn't do things like that. They're a little too busy stopping, you know, cosmic threats and stopping the world from being destroyed. Although, what are they doing? What are they doing right at that moment that one Avenger couldn't walk down the street, knock on their neighbor's door and be like, What's up? Knock it off. But they don't do that. Uh, the guy, you know, is released and walks away, which satisfies Guy Rich. You know, he's he's happy with the security system. And I guess after the results of a Senate hearing from last issue, the team will not have any government oversight, so Guy Rich leaves. But he says, you know, yeah, we will not be interfering with the team, but we'll be keeping an eye on you. Now that the, the government is not limiting the team to seven members, the Beast suggests that they invite some some old Avengers back into the fold, including Wonder Man. Cap agrees, but cautiously. Uh, Falcon suggests calling Hawkeye to soothe Clint's butthurt feelings over Sam replacing him. And Cap suggests to Wasp that she contact uh, her husband, Hank Pym, a.k.a. Yellow Jacket at this time. But he does, and, and he's okay with Wonder Man, too, but you know he doesn't really want to go any further than that. Sam calls uh, Clint's number, but finds that it's out of service. And he thinks maybe Clint couldn't afford his phone bill, which at this time was completely possible because Clint was kind of a loser. He doesn't know that since an earlier issue of, of Avengers, Hawkeye is now the security chief of cross-technological enterprises. Jan calls Hank to tell him that he can come back to full-time Avenging, but he declines because he's really enjoying scientific research again. They get off the phone and the Wasp thinks to herself she'll have to entice him to change his mind when she gets home. A little trashy. The Beast suggests, for fun, hey, let's take a road trip to Pittsburgh until Wonder Man in person, and that he doesn't think Simon will take much persuading. Before they can do anything like that, Vision announces that his wife, Wanda, aka Scarlet Witch, is leaving. And as if on cue, um, Scarlet Witch is 
already at the door. She's got her bags packed. She's saying goodbye, and she leaves. Back at the steel mill, and this is the same day, and despite the fact that a man died, <laughs> the workday continues. A large ingot is craned into a special place with some others, and this is kind of a, I don't want to say a graveyard, but it's more of like a memorial for men who have died into you know while working. I don't know if it's men who died specifically falling into a furnace, because if they had that many guys falling into furnaces, I don't know, maybe you'd think there'd be more safety features in place. Because there are at least like a half dozen of these like markers, large markers um, on the on the plant property. But the owner quickly assures his potential buyer Tony Stark that this is not a frequent occurrence. And hey, let's go back to the office and start on that paperwork. After they walk away, the ingot explodes open, and a man made of hot, glowing, burning metal bursts forth. Wonder Man jumps into action again, this time leaving Tony with his briefcase. Wonder Man, you know, he's fighting this guy, and he kind of comes off uh, a little worse for the wear in an exchange of blows. Iron Man flies in, attacks with a double repulsor blast, and which doesn't really seem to have an effect, but the big man, who they're calling Inferno, kind of uh, encases him. He kind of, like, releases molten slag, and it doesn't. the, the heat doesn't bother... Iron Man, but the sheer weight of the slag makes Iron Man crash into the ground. Wonder Man realizes that they are in over their head, and they send and he sends an emergency signal to the team as the creature turns its attention back to him. Jarvis and Ms. Marvel are on monitor duty when they get the signal. Carol reports it to Cap, worried because the signal was cut off, which apparently only happens when an Avenger is incapacitated or dead. So that's all for Avengers 192, and then for this episode of Daily Spinner Rack, make sure to visit every day for a new review of a random back issue for my collection. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.